Have you ever had someone refer to something going on in the community who asked you, what's going on there? What's the story with all that? The right answer lies with the people directly involved in it, the people who know. Why not hear their story? So welcome to What's the Story, Pekin? I'm Gary Gillis, your host, and I hope you enjoy this Pekin podcast. My guest today is Cameron Benton, who's the executive director of the Pekin Park District. Cameron is also a record holder for being part of the longest podcast we've ever had. Uh, but today, Thank you, we're going yeah, to be a little more, <laughs> a little more targeted. But you know, my all my years in the the uh, park board, it's just one of my passions. So I apologize to the listener for sometimes getting getting carried away. But Cameron, welcome. Thank you. We talk a little bit today. Uh, I, I think the community probably <clears throat> has observed when they've gone to the park. Uh, over the years, actually for decades, there were times where, you know, they probably said to themselves or others, I wish they'd do something with these roads, uh, this old historic park, and yet, you know, you worry about your tires and your your car when you ride through parts of it. Uh, and being on the board for years, there were times where it would always be a board discussion, but there wasn't the funding or certainly the plan in place to deal with it. And I, people may not realize, you know, when you live in central Illinois, our changing weather and you patch things uh, as diligent as you can be to try to take care of the roads, weather conditions basically can just throw that out the window. That rain, changes in temperatures, et cetera. So we came up with a plan. Uh, there's no way financially and really physically you could all of a sudden shut down Mineral Springs Park in the heart of the year, the middle of the year, to redo all the roads. So we're doing it in phases and it's a well thought out plan and, and the financial considerations well thought out. So Cameron, share with us a little bit about you know the overall plan and the time frames we're looking at with it. Sure, sure. We um, worked with the engineering firm. Um, well, it was probably what, about a six month uh, sure. to a year process yeah. of uh, them evaluating our, our roads and our parking lots and the condition. And they put together uh, a plan that lists out priority levels, uh, the life cycle that they think um, uh, is remaining, or I'm sorry, the life cycle when we do the repairs. Mm -hmm. um, they gave us options of doing um, a repair that would provide a, a good life cycle of like five to seven years and then a, a best life cycle of like 10 to 15 years um, and then a budget and the total budget um, for all the roadways in Mineral Springs Park is about 1.9 million to 2.8 yeah. million a little over 2.8 million uh, the parking lots are uh, just under 2.5 million and then as part of the parking lot improvements, we also had them look at doing some drainage um, studies. A lot of our infrastructure, um, our storm sewer pipes, are um, greatly um, uh, under um, capacity. Yeah. Under yeah. capacity. Yeah. They're, they're, they're small. Um, they don't hold a lot of water. And then of course, we all know that <clears throat> with Court Street, when there's a lot of rain, they close off our ability to enter into the court street system mm -hmm. uh, and that's why uh, you know we have that flooding sure. you know around dragon drive and um, 
uh, Redbud Drive and uh, some other locations as well. So we looked at that. There's really not a whole lot we could do um, with that because I, I couldn't even imagine how many millions of dollars it would cost to replace all of our storm sewer system. But when we do projects, we are going to, you know, if we have an opportunity to replace sections of it, we will. But as far as capacity, it was just, it'd be just too big of a project. Well, I, I recall because we get much of that runoff from the high school hill uh, that as the water flows to the west and where it creates the biggest problem, there'll be like, for lack of another term, French drains, little medians, mm -hmm. things like that to, to slow the flow and also to, to save some of the, the runoff. So yeah, the, the school district's done some improvements to try to divert the water more into their detention basin. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of that also comes from Stadium Drive that doesn't really have a storm sewer system in place so what we're looking at is we'll we'll create like what's kind of called bioswales or kind of drainage systems within the parking lot mm -hmm. areas um and then uh, some detention areas probably like around the skate park area um to collect water hold it get it off the roadways and then be able to get it into the storm sewer system and that's another like four hundred and fifty thousand dollars. so um <clears throat> the overall price tag, depending on which life cycle we de decide to go with, is like $4.8 million to $5.8 million. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, yeah, we do do have to phase that. Um, we've been fortunate the last few years our replacement tax dollars has increased tremendously. Um, and we're, we're just doing better overall budget, you know, with revenues right. and um, uh taking advantage of grants when we can mm -hmm. um so we got the first phase done uh probably the worst section sure. uh, oh, definitely um, the worst. in town uh, mm -hmm. possibly um but that what we call north redbud drive um basically from uh where our maintenance shop is down uh just past uh parkside and then we did parkside's uh parking lot um and that project uh, alone was just six hundred thirty-six dollars, right. uh, six hundred thirty-six thousand. So um, it is expensive uh, to do it. Um, not sure quite yet what our next phase is going to be. Um, we're going to be getting into the budget season here coming up, and just want to kind of see where we're at uh, with our current budget, budget where we're going to end up, and then with the replacement tax dollars that we're projected to get, but. I'm hoping that we're going to be able to continue the Redbud Drive improvements up to Dragon Drive, mm -hmm. continue up Dragon Drive to Coal Car Drive, and then maybe do a little bit of uh, Recreation Drive and where our mini golf uh, parking lot is. Right. That's that's really crumbling and almost becoming a gravel lot right now. Right. And it gets it gets a lot of use with the high school kids. Uh, in session and of course when Dragonland is right. in um, in season as well so that's kind of where I'm leaning hopefully we can go uh, and just and get that main section road because the rest of our roads really aren't too bad right. uh, we have some time uh, as far as the priorities go mm -hmm. to address those and then after we get this road system done then we'll start concentrating on uh, the parking lots but it is a challenge you know we've got you know basically the summer season you mm -hmm. know we're almost kind of like the school sure you know, when the school kids are out of school we gotta try to get our projects done and then you know then of course there's the fourth of july fireworks and uh, marigold festival and you know there's a lot of challenges a lot of to try to get, get yeah. it done but um 
you know, fortunately, we have enough roads and parking lots mm-hmm. where it makes it a little right. bit more manageable to do it. So, um, yeah, but we'll work with those entities if there's sure. going to be any disruptions uh, to make them aware as well. So, yeah. well, I think traffic flow. There are plenty mm-hmm. of detours. It worked worked very well. Mm-hmm. I think people or uh, anybody who would frequent uh, Parkside or basically use that to access the arena parking lot uh, are, are going to be or are overjoyed and the project we should add also uh, included the parking lot uh, on the north side of mm-hmm. Parkside and uh, it, it is an example of how popular a project that was um, Keith Knox who runs Parkside as well as staff I've never seen people so excited <laughs> in a celebratory mood as when a parking lot opened I mean, they were ecstatic the day. I remember walking in one day, and everyone was excited. They're painting the stripes, and, you know, we're getting close to opening for a parking lot. But that, again, uh, is an example of how much it, it was needed, how much it's appreciated. Yeah. Well, it's amazing how uh, a new system sure. uh, just it just looks so much nicer, right. too. Right. I will make note, though, when... Um, they were tearing up the old road and parking lot. There was no gravel base under mm. that road. I, I don't know when it was originally constructed. Sure. Uh, but we all kind of talked about it at staff level. I'm sure when it was originally built, you know, there there weren't all the facilities right. in the park. Yeah. Um, you know, there weren't the school buses coming in. There weren't the, you know, Pepsi trucks. Uh, you know, the fire department wasn't using the sure. park like they do because they utilize our boardroom is their training room um so it's honestly it's it's amazing it held up as well as it did mm-hmm. you know considering, yes there were a lot of potholes but um you know we have a good solid base we we dug down to where the um you know the dirt base was and that's nice that was nice and compacted so sure. you know now we put a good gravel base on there and and we did asphalt we didn't do um chip and seal um so maintenance will be a lot easier we'll you know just have to do some you know mm-hmm. crack filling and um and then seal coating on the road um portion of it uh so it should last a long sure. time yeah. um well coal miners park has a new paved parking lot yes the school district did, yeah. did that yeah so yeah. that'll I'm be nice to that yeah. it's one of the many signs <clears throat> orange signs you'll find around peaking this <laughs> this summer but uh, you know a lot of the roads just have needed it for a long time yeah. it's it's uh, long overdue and, and great to see uh, a little side note if, if you can uh, maybe an update i did have rich kriegsman as a guest a while back talking about uh the performing arts venue or what we'll call and again i predict it'll be called the band shell someday but it's going to be a great addition uh and it's a you know kind of a grassroots community volunteer effort uh, any update on that? I know they're they're in the fundraising phase, but other than that, it's just you know um, reaching out to people and see if they mm-hmm. get contributors. Yeah, I mean, the the plans are in place mm-hmm. um, as, as far as the conceptual plans right. uh, go that were approved by the foundation, uh, park foundation, the park board. Um, yeah, they're just heavy into you know getting the uh, fundraising dollars. Sure. Um, I'm not sure where they're at right now. I, they're probably getting close to, if they're not over it already, to a couple hundred thousand dollars, mm-hmm. either in commitments or monies that they've actually received. So um, they are making strides um, uh, with it. Uh, it'd be nice if we could get, 
you know, one or two larger donations. Sure. Usually uh, how that works. Know, through through yeah. a corporate sponsor or something of that nature. But um, uh, there's, a, there's a dedicated group of people that are um, you know, trying to raise the funds and get the mm-hmm. word out there about it. And um, uh, they keep hoping that it might be done in 2024. I'm kind of being um, a little skeptical on fingers that. Fingers crossed. I, yeah, being in the construction yeah. world for yeah. a long time and sure. dealing with contractors in this day and age, I... Oh, well, know, maybe our, it'll be under yeah. construction, but yeah. I don't know if it'll it's be our bicentennial year. It'd be a great thing to do. It would be. It's a, a great uh, target to have, and the way it's it's designed is uh, uh, patrons or those attending anything that has the you know, requirement of the stage and a performance type of venue um, will be facing the lagoon and the pavilion, which has been, you know, the, the location-wise, mm-hmm. very popular. And speaking of pavilion, it looks. The best that I've seen it in years, if not decades. Um, so, you know, compliments to Scott and his crew. But um, the change in the color of the domes, um, where did that come from? Uh, basically, working with the painter um, okay. that did the work, and um, he, you know, suggested you know going with the, the copper color mm-hmm. and. And we just thought it would look sharp, and it does. And we went yeah, with it. Yeah. And, uh, I, I think it did turn out really yeah, nice yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, it did definitely need to uh, be refreshed. I don't. I don't. I've been here almost nine years now. I don't think it's been painted since no. I've been here. Um, I, I had people I, point maybe out maybe a little touch-up painting yeah, and stuff yeah. here and there. But well, those people attending the concerts with the pavilion in the background, they would <clears throat> be in the best position to notice some deterioration, etc. Mm-hmm. You've got a. What hundred and nineteen year old building, hundred eighteen, and um, you know that's going to to happen. But I've gotten some compliments of late, and I, I shared that with Scott Clawson, you know, our, the superintendent of our grounds, and uh, uh, I told him to share with his staff at last week's park board meeting that I I can't recall the park ever looking all the parks as good as they do, and and really especially some of the uh, neighborhood parks. And if you share a little bit about that project because i know we're going from park to park we yeah, partnered as, a little as bit part of our strategic plan um the last couple of years now we've been starting a replacement of our neighborhood uh, mm-hmm. playgrounds uh, it started out with the uh, south side business association park and Quans park north um those were the first two that we did and uh, we're fortunate i talked about or mentioned grants earlier um, that's an example. There's a um, playground uh, manufacturer that uh, we typically buy our playgrounds from, but they have a program. It's in essence, it's like a buy one get one free. Right. Um, uh, you have to apply for it, but um, they usually approve it, and we've been able to get it the last couple of years. So um, it's been able to stretch our dollars, and we're able to put in a little bit bigger uh, playgrounds. Um, so we got those two done, uh, put in uh, walks, um, you know, to make them mm-hmm. you know, accessible. Um, we did neighborhood uh, surveys, uh, uh, sent out playground surveys to the um, neighborhoods within so many blocks of, of the park and got their feedback sure. and tried to incorporate um, some of their wants and um, what they'd like to see. Um, and then this last year we did uh, Willow Park and Blank Iron um, Park. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we still have to put the walk in over at Blank Iron. 
Um, but the but those are new playgrounds, and uh, we did get the merry-go-round back in over at Blank Iron Park. Mm-hmm. That was uh, a big thing for that neighborhood. Sure. And um, coming up for next year, uh, we just recently did surveys for these neighborhood parks as Kiwanis Park South and uh, Rotary Park. Right. Yeah. And Rotary Park... Um, we're going to be applying for uh, Illinois Department of Natural Resources uh, OSLAD uh, grant. That's mm-hmm. their open space uh, land acquisition and development grant um, for Rotary Park. Mm-hmm. Um, we're we're going to make it uh, truly accessible to the playground, to the basketball court, to the um, shelter and restrooms. And then we're going to redo the playground and then maybe add some other amenities that we're still uh, planning. Um, so that we might not be able to do the game time grant unless I uh, maybe look at uh, doing one of the other neighborhood parks. But we like to get the surveys out. Sure. I think after that, yeah, Rail Splitters Park. I think that's the last yeah, one we have to be, do. Yeah, that would be. Um, you know, life lifespan of playgrounds is. Uh, about 15 years um and uh you know our playgrounds are you know right at that point or well beyond that um our sports complex playgrounds will probably be the next ones after that but uh, those are those are still in pretty good shape but they're believe it or not they're over 15 years old already so well i really uh yeah admire the the appearance of the um kiwanis park north uh, that you know now has a shelter and a walkway. There's a lot of number of things that have been added to make it not only attractive to the, to the community, but uh, as a as a grandparent, I can testify that you know there's people that you do a little circuit. You go to this park and this one and this one. Yeah, and we're saying that more yeah. now, which yeah. is which is what you want. Yeah, and uh, it also kind of helps take away uh, you know some of the wear and tear sure. at Mineral Springs Park if people can go enjoy another. Another park right. and another playground. So, so is there anything else in the strategic plan to make the community aware of? I know we've got quite a few things. Well, the Sidewaddle Program Center, uh, that, that's been a topic with the park board for mm-hmm. uh, oh, yeah. a number of years. Uh, um, the pandemic kind of did that location, and uh, we used to run um, various uh, nature-based, you know, type programming, some arts programming out there. And then we used to run our camps out there, uh, um, or a portion of our camp out there. Um, and then we had uh, rentals out there overnights uh, mainly. But when the pandemic hit, uh, we didn't use it, obviously, all of 20. Um, and then in 21, uh, we were kind of already in the process of kind of reorganizing and rethinking our summer camp, so that provided the opportunity just to have all our camp kids out at Mineral Springs Park. And and the rentals were just slow, and we weren't getting the use out there. And it's just, over time, has deteriorated. Uh, we actually had contractors out there. We could not get even an estimate right. as far as what it would take to... Um, uh, renovate uh, mm-hmm. the buildings. Um, so when you can't get contractors to give you a price, that's not sure. that's not a good sign. Um, so it just came to the conclusion that we're looking to demo it, um, and but we did apply for a grant um, mm-hmm. through DNR again. It's their uh, 
what is it called? The Park and Recreational Facilities Construction Program. And it's more for the Asley grant that I mentioned earlier is more for like um, recreational activities in parks, playgrounds, ball fields, you know, that, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas uh, the park grant is more for like building construction, mm-hmm. uh, rec centers, um, sure. uh, you know, bondable type projects. So um, we're looking to put in a nice uh, big uh, rental shelter out there. Uh, we already have the plumbing in, in that, so we're going to put um, new restrooms out there, kind of a fire council ring. Um, so we'll be able to use it for rentals for you know people that you know want to do a reunion or a picnic or whatever, sure. but then also have rentals for like scout groups, um, you know maybe businesses that want to do a, you know a day out you right. know somewhere. Um, and then we're looking to put in uh, vault uh, toilet systems um, that you see in a lot of state parks mm-hmm. um, down by the um, dog park uh, dog training area as well as down by the um, disc golf course mm-hmm. uh, area in the turnaround which um, those facilities are much needed um, out there um, but the shelter, uh, I'm excited about it. I, we, you know, we don't have that type of facility out there. Um, I think I think it would definitely uh, get you, especially sure. with the uh, stables right there. Um, you know, and the other recreational opportunities with the trails, and um, we do have an old teams course out there. We've talked about maybe renovating that and bringing that back to life. Um, as well down the road so mm-hmm. um so wait and see if we get the grant hopefully we do sure. um if not you know we'll just have to try to plan accordingly right. and see if we can get it in right. the budget um definitely the bathrooms though yeah. i think we we need to get around the disc golf and the dog training area because sure. those those areas are used extensively and and they don't have anywhere to right. go they have to you know hop in their car and probably run down to Casey's uh, you know, to use the facilities. <laughs> well, and I think, I think the community has to realize that we are beneficiaries of having one of the largest park districts, park systems in the state, but that comes at a cost, a lot more to maintain. Uh, and the, all those grants, they're, they're not automatic. They're highly nope. competitive. There are hundreds of not only park districts, but forest preserves and conservation districts that are all competing for those funds as well. So you, know, you have to get used to all the time, effort, and expense in developing the plans, being prepared to hear thanks but no yeah. thanks. The least we're trying on behalf of the community. Uh, you know, I've, I when I ran for park board and, and ran for re-election, I always had kind of a slogan I think describes the park district. It's, you know, continuing progress while preserving tradition. And uh, some of those grants, the, the preservation side does not necessarily get scored as high as something new and different and uh, new and different is fine as long as it's not at the expense of those cherished traditions Mm -hmm. so sometimes it's it's a difficult uh, balancing act and uh, I uh, I, I'd like to state publicly I mean I appreciate everything that you do the staff is highly dedicated very energetic there's been a changeover in many years of some of the iconic park staff uh, in the past and uh, you know, we've continued to, to move forward as is the, the Pekin Park tradition. Uh, I also like to, to uh, share with the community the fact that we, and we, I hate to say we joke about this, but it's called the kind of the, the 
million dollar problem that you have when we talked about the new performance performance stage uh, sure enough the price tag comes out to be about a million dollars the uh, Pekin Park Foundation is looking at a project uh, it's been deferred a little bit because we don't want to compete for community support and donations with the uh, Banchell or performing arts venue folks uh, but to uh, repair upgrade the um, fountain which you know we're not at an urgent phase but sure enough the price tag comes back to be a million dollars so a new hundred thousand yeah, dollars yeah, yeah yeah exactly so i mean the community um has to realize we do all we can to maintain what they've come to expect of us but also uh to add and improve but it comes at an expense and you know, you've got to basically stretch the dollars you have because even though they've increased some of the funding for some of these grants there's more and more people competing yeah. for them and more and more people haven't received any and so it's for them a first time we've been the recipients in the past so uh and and i remember when cameron was a, a candidate uh for the uh, executive director the one thing that stood out was that uh, you, know, you have a strategic planning background and that certainly has shown that uh, to the benefit of the park because we do now have a plan you know, the public is welcome it's you know publicly available to look at the things we have planned besides not only physical changes but some of the planning uh changes and those type of things uh are there as well so i would invite people to check that out cameron thanks for joining sure. us thanks for having we, me we, we didn't have any competition with the longest effort it could go on <laughs> but those were important things i wanted to touch on so uh, again, thank you. Thank you to the listener for uh, joining us and being part of this. Thanks to Mike Eaton, my uh, sound guy extraordinaire. Thank you to uh, the uh, Pekin Public Library, as always, for providing the space. We encourage your thoughts, your ideas, your input. Uh, just send us an email at uh, pekinpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again, and have a great day. <laughs>